0: Something that's implied here, but maybe not stated, obviously, is that special bread often completes or brings the meal together. And that's part of the intention behind either shopping for it or making it.
1: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hey, this is Stacey and Megan. Welcome to a very special episode about special bread. You guys... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, this is, this is sort of a weird one. This is an no. accident. It, yeah, it is. Like, this it's is, not weird. It's weird, weird about in it? that it's not like it doesn't fall into our regular category of episodes. Like, we're going out. We're doing an extra little bonus thing. Listen, we accidentally made special
0: bread a thing. We get a DM or a comment maybe once a week from someone who's like just tuning in and they do not know the lore of special bread. So I would say this technically falls into, like, a category of, like, side dish episodes that we've done. But I don't think it's fair to turn it into, like, a whole full-length episode. Yeah, sure. And then this will be really nice to, like, send to people when they're like, hey, I'm just catching up from this summer. Like, what the heck is special bread? You know
1: what's so funny is that, like, I really, I remember the first time I used it. Like, I had no idea yeah. how this started. It was about a potato focaccia that I bought that was... Par Baked from Fresh Direct, which is a grocery delivery service in New York City. And like special, we just then started using the term over and over. I was actually not pro this episode at first. You're still not pro this episode. No, 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 no. That's totally not true. But I just think it's, I think it's funny because I'm like, we're just always so about being super helpful. Yes. That I'm like, okay, so we're going to list breads. But you were like actually that's helpful it'll just be short and sweet because people are asking so fair enough let's let's do it let's get into special bread i had no idea what i was starting (laughs) let's do it and we're going to talk about types of bread but i also want to talk very like briefly and top line about homemade versus store-bought
0: yes and i want to talk about compound butters too yeah sure well we should talk just about bread toppers in general right because it's like a
1: nice way to actually make basic bread special too okay but you guys before we dig into special bread we have a big ask if didn't i just feed you has helped you in any way if it's giving you a meal idea if it's made you feel less alone in your kitchen if it's made you laugh if it made you feel like you're just sitting around with friends and it's such a relief because it is hard feeding a family day after day after day we would really appreciate your support. Now, supporting the podcast can be totally free. Like, you don't have to hand over money. You can just leave a rating or a review. You can sign up to be a part of our amazing free community where we have message boards and we're constantly in there interacting with people. Or you can even just subscribe to our newsletter. That is super helpful too, and we promise that we don't abuse that. We don't share your email with anybody, and we're really thoughtful about sending as few emails as possible just to make sure that you're in the loop on everything. And just sharing us with a friend even goes a long way to helping us grow our audience. Grow our audience and help more busy home cooks, which is always like the
0: through line of didn't I just feed you. Also, if financial support of the podcast is in your budget right now, we'd love to have you as an Apple podcast subscriber. You get two full length bonus episodes every month as a thank you. You can also get those same episodes plus an ad free stream and so many more other goodies like our monthly Q&A's, Uncut Gems. All this other good stuff by joining our super fan supporting membership. You can find out more about our free and supporting community by visiting didn'tijusfeedyou.com/backslash community. Now, Billis, the real magic. Tell us how you, as the creator of special bread, Jesus, I had no idea. Really putting this <laughs> on you, what your definition of special bread is. I mean,
1: really, literally, it's just bread that feels. I have nothing more to add. No, it's just, I think here's where it started for me. Okay. Is that I never really served bread as part of dinner. Okay. Ever? No, very rarely. Okay. Like bread is not so something what that's happened like on the table. That you started I still don't. Including I think it. Yeah. that's why I called it special. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So like, if I'm making something, actually, I'll tell you, like when I'm making a meal plan, like if I'm going to serve bread, it's usually indicated because it's not just a matter of course. And I don't just have like baguettes lying around or garlic bread in the freezer, even as a matter of course. So like, if I'm planning a meal and I'm like, oh, let me make like, a. shortcut ravioli lasagna or an escarole and white bean soup, especially with soup. It's always like, Oh, how do I beef it up? I'll like note like focaccia or garlic bread so that I know to either that I either want to make it like, and we'll talk about making it. It's usually because I want to buy it and I need it as part of my meal plan. I need it indicated. Um, The only bread that I buy as a matter of course tends to be sliced bread for like sandwiches and toast Or because now that I don't make sandwiches as much anymore, that the kids are older. Or I'll buy like a nice round of sourdough to make crusty toast in the morning. And English muffins, because my kids just like English muffins, and they'll eat them at any time in the day. And tortillas, because quesadillas, emergency tacos, that kind of thing. So other than those three things, which really aren't about dinner, they're about other meals and snacks... I'm not buying bread all the time. So bread is a more formal part of my thinking about dinner. And as such, it's usually some sort of special bread. It's not just like toast. Right. It's usually like, oh, pretzel bread goes with this or garlic bread would be a nice addition or brioche would be delicious with this. So that's how special bread sort of came about. (laughs)
0: Yes. And then we, as in me and the listeners, we just took it and we just ran with it. I love it. Because there is sort of this thought that if we wanted to, we could slap I could slap like buttered toast on the table for every single meal and my kids would be so happy and that would be one of their like safety foods. But I don't want to do that because it takes away from this the intention of which I bought the sandwich bread. which is like sandwiches and morning toast. Oh, you mean you don't want to run out of it? Yeah. And it also doesn't feel special. It feels like a weird add-on. I also think something that's implied here, but maybe not stated obviously, is that special bread often like completes or brings the meal together and that's part of the intention behind either shopping for it or making it i will say occasionally if i like on the w- on a whim decide to do a soup night and we don't have anything that's special or feels like it can count as special bread and I don't want to make something. I will occasionally do cheese toast or make like a garlic spread and make like garlic bread on sandwiches. But I don't even think that counts as special bread. I think that I counts think it as does.
1: I totally desperation, desperation bread. Okay. Desperation <laughs> is still special. <laughs> We're making desperation special. I feel like that needs to go on a t-shirt somehow. But anyway, I disagree with you. I think that's special bread. Okay. But, uh, I would say that I almost never do that. And I don't know why. There's no reasoning behind it. I don't have strong opinions or feelings. I just don't. Like for me, I am I like, and thinking back, I'm going to be honest that I'm wondering if it's how I grew up eating. And I'm wondering if there's a diet culture root. Oh, yeah. To it. I think that's it for me. Is it? We wouldn't have had pasta and garlic bread. Mm, We would have. But bread was like something that went with something. And so then I'm like wondering, is it a Greek thing? Because, I mean, now if you go to Greece, people like put bread on restaurant tables all the time. But like the bread matches with the food. You know what I mean? So that's how it works in my mind. I also think... I don't know if this is diet culture or not. There were phases when my kids were little where if I put bread on the table, just as a matter of course, they would have eaten the bread and not the other food. And that would have frustrated me. Yes.
0: That's what I'm saying. I could put toast on the table every single night. My kids would be so happy. And that would be the only thing that they would eat. So it is... Served intentionally as part of other things that they really love.
1: Gosh, that makes me wanna unpack it in another episode. Maybe this episode was more. See, than I, I told thought. you. I was like, "This but is like, be a is good that weird? Like, who cares if they eat the bread and nothing?" I else? mean, we
0: say that we give people that advice of like, when people are like, "I have a picky eater, and they only want to eat the carbage," and we're like, "Great, let them eat the carb." But I think that may also take away from our enjoyment of eating if we cook a whole meal that we're really excited about and we put toast on the table and they fill up on that. I mean, honestly, my kids are eight and 11. And so sometimes that is what happens. Like I'll serve garlic bread alongside something and they'll each want like three or four pieces of garlic bread and like not as much of whatever else is there. Yeah, totally. But they still do. And I think it also encourages them like the dip, like dipping it in soup or in the sauce encourages them to try new flavors. So that's a great win from special bread. We
1: also eat less when there's bread. Like I was thinking my kids are 14 and 16 and they also eat more. They'll eat everything, but they'll eat more bread. If the bread wasn't there, they'd eat more soup. For example, I just don't care anymore. And then I'm like, yeah, Uh, A.K.A. that's normal. Like I eat more bread, less soup because I'm filling up on bread too because bread is delicious. Like bread has sustained entire cultures and parts of the world. Like it's a beautiful thing.
0: Stacey, I don't know about you, but I've been in a major spring cleaning mode, including purging and organizing my closet. I'm putting away winter sweaters and donating things that don't work for me anymore. But I'm so excited to be pulling out some of my favorite items from
1: Quince to put back into rotation. Totally, I love the pieces that I bought from Quince last year too. And neither of us should really be surprised. We love Quince for their quality. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Which means
0: I can actually add some pieces back to my closet after my spring clear out. I love the linen pants and top I got last season so much, but my next purchase is one of Quince's
1: gorgeous 100% washable silk skirts. Oh, that's so pretty. And the best part? All Quince items, from silk to 14 karat gold, are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I snagged my favorite oversized cashmere boyfriend cardigan from Quince instead of any other brand.
0: Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to get free shipping and 365 day returns. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere. And while we usually do some Didn't I Just Feed You version, this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that
1: works for everyone It's easy to sign up and the process is automated so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com
0: and use code DIJFY at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code DIJFY for 10% off today. This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with BiHeart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is BiHeart an easy to digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply. Once upon a time, the Greek myths helped us understand the world and our place within it. They still do. Zeus, we have finished your weapons.
1: Thunderbolts, just as I saw in my vision. Whoa, that almost hit me. Need to improve my aim and not hit me right
0: live from mount olympus spends these ancient tales for today's tweens and the grown-ups
1: i Zeus,
0: king of the gods command that you listen to live from mount olympus wherever you get your podcasts
1: so let's talk about special breaths
0: okay garlic bread is real like real top of mind i oftentimes like buy the pre-marinated not (laughs) pre-marinated pre-buttered prepared just throw it in the oven kind if i think of it at the grocery store um but i think garlic bread is like a kind of interesting subject like i feel like the new york times has written about it we definitely wrote about it at kitchen like your method for making garlic bread people want to know how do you make garlic
1: bread Oh, it sort of depends. Like there's all different kinds of garlic bread. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so sometimes I'll roast a whole head of garlic. Like if I'm making a sheet pan meal, like sometimes it's a meal prep thing. Sometimes if I'm like eating lunch and I don't have a crazy busy day and I have time to think, I'll be like, ooh, we're having garlic bread tonight. Let me put the garlic into the oven. So sometimes I'll squeeze roasted garlic cloves onto bread and spread it and just that in a little olive oil and parmesan. Sometimes I'll squeeze that into butter and then make kind of a compound butter on the fly that I spread onto the bread. Sometimes I'll melt butter in a pot with some freshly minced garlic and I just want it to infuse and soften. I don't want it to like brown or sizzle and then I'll pour that on the bread. I mean it. I would say, are those my main kinds? And sometimes I'll make a compound butter. Like this summer I had garlic scapes that I minced with fresh garlic and I made a compound butter. Oh, and chives that I rolled up and I just had on hand for like grilled steaks or grilled chicken and finishing vegetables. And I used that to make uh, garlic bread. Just think that there's a lot of flexibility. Do you have like one or two tried or tried and true ways that you make garlic bread?
0: I think we're really aligned in the way like I generally am flavoring butter and that's that's the long and short of it. Yeah. And then I also like to, to often like to like toast the bread first and then add a layer of butter and then toast it some more. So you get like super golden, super crunchy garlic bread, which is the way I like it. What kind of bread are you using? Uh, Depends on like if I did grocery store and it's just like that kind of mid tier French French bread. Yeah. From the grocery store. French you know Hurtownian. what I mean? Or yeah, totally. I had a chance to get like a nice baguette or a loaf of sourdough from the bakery that we love that's here by us.
1: That's interesting that you toast first because sometimes I toast afterwards. I usually split the loaf down the middle, do the flavored butter. We talked about different ways of that. Wrap it in aluminum foil put it in the oven, and then at the end I'll unwrap it, open it up, and open face toast it. Yeah. And then when I'm really feeling fancy, Oliver's favorite is to then melt fresh mozzarella on top as Mm, I'm doing that extra toasty stuff at the end. Cheesy garlic bread. Yeah. Sometimes
0: we do that with parmesan, like open it up Mm -hmm. and then sprinkle. I think it's because truly for me though, like even though I made fun of it, The sort of mid tier French bread from the grocery store is very nostalgic for me. Like, that's what my mom would have bought. And I think she toasted it first. It really does give it the like almost fried feeling because the bread gets crunchy and then it soaks in the butter when you like put it back under the broiler. So I don't know that it's like the correct way to do it. And like I'm sure there there are people who have written about like what the very best way to do it is. And I never, ever follow a recipe. I do want to take a side quest to talk about compound butters because you said compound butter. And sometimes we do this thing where we're like, yeah, compound butter. Like everyone knows what that is, but they don't necessarily. So really a compound butter is just a flavored butter. You often see it with like a more high quality butter. You soften it to room temperature and then add things like salt, pepper, maybe a minced shallot, maybe minced garlic, just depending on what flavor you're going for. And then either fresh or dried herbs. Sometimes it will have lemon juice or lemon zest in it or lime. Like you could honestly do any sort of citrus. And then you usually like wrap it up A lot of times you see it in, like, a tube shape, like those ready-to-bake cookie doughs. So that way you can just, like, slice off a little bit to use. But you don't necessarily have to stick it back in the fridge. It just allows the flavors to meld if you're able to do that, even for an hour. Or if you could, like, make it in advance for meal prep. And obviously we're talking about it in terms of garlic bread, but that's not the only flavor profile you have to go in to make special bread, compound butter, or to just serve yummy butter
1: alongside toasted bread instead of going through the toasting, you know, the garlic bread steps. Yeah. And I think that we're entering a season. I mean, it depends when you're listening, but we're publishing this in fall and we're going into roasting season. Mm. So making compound butter literally takes at most 10 minutes and like having it on hand is great for bread, which I want to make the word (laughs) hardify, like, Which makes more hearty your meals. (laughs) Um, And then also it's great for roasting vegetables and for roast chicken. I mean... Fish,
0: finishing fit, roasted
1: salmon, put a little compound uh, butter on there. I have like three different compound butter recipes in winter. Winter Chicken Dinner because it's such a great way to flavor a roasted chicken. And one has like orange zest and chipotles. Like there's lots of different directions you can go. Which moving away specifically from garlic bread to other yummy breads, just like zhuzhing up a mid French bread loaf from the supermarket using your Chipotle butter, you know, or you have something that feels Tex-Mex or Mexican. Like I had the most delicious at a restaurant the other day, Mexican meatballs that came in a delicious Mm. mole sauce and they just had warm tortillas on the side, slathering some tortillas with, your chipotle butter that you made for your roast chicken would be delicious. That's special bread. I'm so glad that you
0: did not reserve butter in and of itself for just like bread in the way yes. of bread. Like I think naan with some garlic butter on it oh. is a, a top tier special bread. So naan and pita bread we often do as special breads. Yes. You mentioned sourdough and, you know, in the cooler months, which I feel like I'm living in some purgatory of still hot (laughs) in the middle of October. I do like to make sourdough at home. So that's something that we often have on hand. I think of cornbread as a special bread, and that's not something I buy oh, a lot, but sure. I will buy grab the Jiffy mix to like make it from scratch super quickly because uh, that's very nostalgic for me. That's when my mom cooked a lot. What other sort of special breads do you buy?
1: I buy cornbread sometimes, like every once in a while if I see it like par frozen or par baked mm-hmm. in the frozen section of fresh direct because they have like a in-house bakery yeah. sometimes i'll buy it if we're having chili uh pretzel bread is really popular oh, that's a good
0: one yeah i do like pretzel rolls
1: and then over the summer i learned how to make not that i'm gonna make it but like pita and flatbreads are really, really easy to make in a pan. You don't have to, the dough doesn't need to rise. You don't need to put on your oven. You make a really simple dough, you roll it out and then you just fry it in the pan and it puffs up. So that makes me think of paratha too, which is really nice. And I was like, Oh, this is just as easy as making a homemade pita or flatbread. It's just like a slight variation on the dough. And then also, I learned this really fun technique where once it's warm, you put it down on the counter and you kind of smash it together like an accordion to like create flakiness. So I don't know. I think in some homes, making paratha or you can buy it frozen is really fun. I've purchased uh, scallion pancakes frozen, which I consider flatbread, and you can heat them up right in your pan. You can get that at an Asian supermarket. I think of bagels as special bread, but I don't really buy them for dinner. Like, I don't know how they'd fit for dinner, Mm, but I'm just going to throw bagels out there. I'm judging that weirdly because we only
0: ever buy bagels for, like, breakfast. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Same, but, like, I don't know. Why not? Hala bread is when we buy and that's mostly for brunch or breakfast. But I think if you're doing breakfast for dinner and maybe like you were thinking eggs and bacon and all of that, but like, I don't know, holla bread is, will round that out or maybe you're making French toast with it. Does that cover it? I feel like for, for things that we like both buy, yes. What about things that you make? Yeah, I really only will make that pita. And not even on the regular, but I have before. And every time I do, I'm like, oh yeah, this is really easy. I could do this more often. And then we had a recipe that we posted on Instagram like a million years ago about, you know, that like flour and yogurt bread. Yeah. It's not great, but it's kind of fun. I think if you have little kids, it's kind of a fun project. Doesn't take very long and you end up with special bread. And I'm going to tell you like hot right out of the pan. That's it's
0: tasty. Good. Yeah. yeah well, uh, if you add enough cheese and herbs to it, it is good. Uh, the yeah. basic, like just self rising flour and yogurt. It's a little mid. Yeah. As we like to say. But some okay, I want to mention one one more store-bought thing. We often buy though like Hawaiian rolls as special bread oh, yeah. and then heat those up. That's sometimes for like chili or soup night. They air on the like more brioche sort of sweet side. But the kids gobble those up. And in the South, we have Sister Schubert's rolls where are like frozen dinner rolls that you bake yourself. And they also make like take and bake biscuits or, you know, make and bake biscuits. So those are a couple other store bought things that we buy.
1: Uh, I also make biscuits at, yes. probably once a week. I was, get, I was like, what? She didn't mention biscuits. And then I was like, oh, yeah. But that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's a totally. make thing.
0: But you've bought before. And they're like one of weirdly like come up on our Amazon affiliate a lot. The Mason Dixie, Dixie biscuits.
1: Yeah. And also just pop and bake. Like my yes. kids consider that special bread. <laughs> like for <laughs> sure. That is special bread to them.
0: Um. What about quick breads? I think we think of quick breads as like banana bread or pumpkin bread, but you can make like a savory, either like a beer bread or beer and cheese, um, like a savory zucchini or veggie bread, and oftentimes like that's really quick and feels super special.
1: Yeah, I never do that. Do you? I do. I do. You like because I don't like once a year. As cake. Like to me, I'm like, I know they're bread. I don't know. We call them bread guys, but this is zucchini cake (laughs) to me. I don't know. I just have a thing where like, that's not for me, but they are, it's super smart. And I mean, they're delicious. Like if that's your thing, they're great and they're easy to make homemade and they really do feel special to me. If I'm going to make something like that, I just go to cornbread. Fair. I think that would be the one savory, like, quick I also feel
0: compelled to just go disclose like I make it like once a year I'm not making it as often as I make biscuits but it you know it is a nice way sometimes to use up veggies or to just like use up if you have a lot of cheese if you have a lot of buttermilk it's like a really easy way but you could also do that same concept and do like muffins do like a savory muffin and I think that still counts as special bread even though it's like muffin yeah A cheesy muffin, Mm. a cheesy muffin. So good for that chili or soup. Also, popover's again. This is something I make maybe once, maybe twice a year, but to me that counts as some as special bread. And it's really easy. It's like making a Dutch baby pancake. Like you whiz everything in a blender. You put it in your popover pans or your preheated muffin pans, and it's a great little bring together dinner.
1: Totally, and which is making me think, even though it's a different technique of cheese straws, mm-hmm. which I think can also be a, a special bread. Okay. I as a
0: Southerner don't count it. <laughs> Why? I don't allow it. Oh, tell me. I cuz I think of cheese straws as like an appetizer. It's like a snack. People make them and give them as like little snacky gifts around the holidays. Oh, It's really? its own like category I no of n- nibble.
1: Cheese that sna- uh, cheese straws would make would be count a special bread right in my house. Yeah. I don't have that like cultural tie to it. Also, is that a weird
0: thing where anything that's sort of like bread sticky, like even if you made grissini, which are those really thin, yeah. super Italian crispy
1: and crunchy ones, like
0: those are so easy to make. You can probably shortcut them with pizza dough. Like we sometimes do soft pretzels. I don't think to me it you're getting out of the category of special <gasps> bread. And really? Into like crouton territory.
1: Oh, my God. I'm not in my mind. That's like, but but that's why I love having these conversations. Like, that's a cultural, like, that has to do with, like, habits and ha, yeah. culture and, like, maybe how, how I was it, raised. Re- yeah. Yes. To me, that's totally special bread. That's it.
0: I. That's everything I have to say about special bread. But you need to, don't oh, miss anything. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my gosh. What's and wrong with this? And that's a good homemade one. It's good to buy but it's also a really easy one to make homemade and you guys this is Stacy talking
0: i also can't maybe we're not done i can't believe we didn't talk about no need bread because oh, focaccia yeah. can be a form of no need bread. Erin McDowell, in her book, Savory Baking, which we've had her as a guest, she has this like overnight focaccia, which is really easy. You, It's like a lot of time in the fridge. So you have to have some forethought to make the dough. But then when you make mi- like it's really easy, you're like mixing ingredients in a mixing bowl, not even with a stand mixer you're popping it in the fridge and you're putting it in a baking pan. And no need bread feels like that too, where it's like, yes, there's a little forethought and a little planning that needs to go into it, but your actual hands-on time is very limited.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I when I did go through a bread making phase, like making French bread or a boule, I would do the no-need, that. what's the famous one, Jim Leahy? Yes. Yes. And like that is actually surprisingly easy if you're inclined to do so. And I think it's great because depending on how old your kids are, one loaf can take you through more than one meal. Exactly.
0: And they could help, honestly, because it's so low effort Like you can't mess it up. They can totally do the initial mixing and help shape the bread loaf, too. Okay, for real this time. (laughs) For real. We're calling it
1: on special bread, guys.
0: Once again, we'd love to invite you to join us in our free Didn't I Just Feed You Listeners community. Visit didn'tijustfeedyou.com youcom backslash community. How easy is that to find out more information about signing up and learn about how you can support the podcast and get bonus episodes and other goodies by joining our supporting community?
1: And follow us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsick. I'm Stacey. And I'm Megan.
0: Stay sane and well-bred,
1: friends. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.